Welcome to the podcast with a purpose with information and content meant to motivate, aspire and inspire you from romance author and host Chamira E. Fleming, but you can call her my welcome to an experience. This is the Purple Charm Experience. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Purple Charm Experience podcast. I am your host, romance author Chamara E. Fleming, but you can call me Mai. This is a show with a purpose, to motivate, aspire, and inspire you, while sharing my writer's journey with you, accompanied by a fabulous sip and a little bit of Prince history. Today, for Ask the Author, I am joined by special guest author, Catherine P. Carter, also known as K.P. Carter, The Literary Whisperer. She has a brilliant new children's book called Summertime with Lizzie B. Hayes. And this book is already off to an incredible start by achieving number one Amazon bestseller status in the children's 20th century American history, children's Black and the African-American history, I mean, excuse me, Black and African African story, can I get it out? Children, Black and African-American stories and children's chapter books. As a self-published publishing author myself, I know achieving this status is no small feat. Catherine has a 35 year career in education, earning her BA degree in elementary education from Johnson C. Smith University. And she was awarded a fellowship to attend Cutstown State University where she earned her master's of education in reading education. She's currently an educational consultant, children's book author and speaker. Now, this is no, I mean, like this is the awesome part of the, the, her, all of her, all of the accolades and things that she's done. She's also a mother of two amazing adult sons and she's a native New Jerseyan, but currently resides in North Carolina. I am excited, delighted, and honored to have a writer with such an accomplished professional career and background of her character caliber on the show. So without further ado, everyone, please welcome Catherine P. Carter, AKA K.P. Carter, the literary whisperer. Thanks for joining us, Catherine. Oh, that, that <laughs> I got hung up in there. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I so appreciate this chance to chat with you. I'm so excited. Um, we're both members of a wonderful organization. And when I saw your information and the things that you're doing, I was like, I have to reach out to this wonderful young woman. Thank yes. you so much. Like, I, 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 I am so thankful and grateful to Tia, um, Tia uh, from the Black Writers Collective. She is amazing, Tia Ross. Um, she's doing amazing things over there. And I've met some incredible authors because of this collective. Just being able to be in the same room with like minds and bouncing ideas and sharing yeah. each other's experiences and resources and stories. Um, it, it just motivates me and keeps me um, inspired to continue writing. And so I, you know, as soon as you reached out, I, I couldn't help but say, yes, come on, please. <laughs> and to know that you're doing amazing work too, um, uh, Ms. Carter, I, 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 
I was just blown away. And uh, you, your website, guys, if you have not visited uh, her website, it's kbcarterwrites.net. Um, kbcarterwrites.com. Oh, dot com. Okay. Yes, yes. yes. Um, please check her uh, website out. She has some amazing resources on there. She's consulting. Um, and I'll let her tell more about her herself and what she's doing. But um, Ms. Ms. Carter, please tell us more about, about you and what you're doing. Yes. So um, I am KP Carter, the literacy whisperer. Now you've heard of the horse whisperer and the dog <laughs> whisperer. I'm the literacy whisperer. Yes, <laughs> and my goal is to inspire and encourage children on the journey to becoming reading rock stars. Yes. That, that for me is what it's all about. And as you mentioned already, I have uh, 35 years of experience in the field of education as um, before I retired, I was the director for language arts and testing in my school district. Wow. But I'm a certified reading specialist. And what I'm most proud of, I'm a classroom teacher. Wow. <laughs> fourth grade was my sweet spot. I taught many grades over the years, but fourth grade was my sweet spot, which is why I decided to write for that age group because they're just coming out. I mean, picture books are, are for everybody, but right. you know, they're starting to get into the chapter books and reading longer texts with fewer pictures. Mm -hmm so that they really have to use their critical reading skills and they need good books. They right. need good books. Right. And guys, um, I have, I have both of them, uh, <laughs> right here. Amazing illustrations. Um, just beautiful books. Uh, I think, uh, one of the things that really jumped out at me is just, um, you know, it's really touching whenever we have books that are, for us, by us, but to see, you know, these beautiful illustrations of the of Lizzie and her friends and the the different characters in the book, it was just beautiful, touching to me. Um, as I started uh, reading through uh, Lizzie, summertime with Lizzie B, and I I I love the book, even though I'm not a kid, <laughs> I'm a kid at heart. Yes. <laughs> um, I I love the beginning pages. I won't tell. Uh, give away too much, but I just love the beginning pages of the Lizzie taking the cod level oil because yes. it reminded me of when I was little growing up in the 80s, my mom used to give it to me. That's so, right. And so I feel like even if there are adults who actually pick up this book and read it, there are, I think there are, are so many jewels and gems just for the, 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 lover of books you know who the person who loves to read and um i think you you do such a wonderful job capturing a the essence of childhood and and summertime yeah. especially for a lot of us who are uh african-american children who grew up uh doing a lot of the things that lizzie and her 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 cousins did during the yes. Yes. Um, I love that. Speak a little bit about that and how um, how you were able to capture those moments. So um, Summertime with Lizzie B. Hayes. Well, you know, you have these backgrounds on. So uh -huh. <laughs> anyway, this is the second edition. I've okay. got to give this to you. Okay. Um, these are historical fiction books, and they are about growing up in the 1960s during the Newark 
in, in Newark, New Jersey. Okay. I'm a native of New Jersey. And so I grew up in the 50s and 60s. So it's based on experiences that I've had, kids that I knew, mm -hmm. things that me and my cousins did. Yeah. And so I wanted to tell a story about that time period, but show that kids were just being kids. It's right. Right. No matter what the turmoil that was going on, because, you know, that was the height of the civil rights right. era. Mm -hmm. And the in the first book, that was during the summer of the 1967 unrest. Wow. Right. Many people remember it as a riot. Some people remember it as a revolution or a rebellion. It depends on what your experience was. Right. And I lived during that time. Uh, and our adults that were around us just wanted us to be safe and wanted us to still be kids and have fun. Right. right and play right. in the streets. Right. right. <laughs> yes. I love the fact that you did it as a historical, um, a historical chapter book because it gives children the opportunity to find these breadcrumbs to go and do further research to find out about that time. Um, you know, uh, with today's climate where people are very quick to dismiss history um, to see it through the eyes of a child in a way that magnifies, you know, the period in a way that makes it, makes you want to go and do that, do that, that extra learning. It, I, I love the way you did that because um, I think a lot of children can get some some really good knowledge and nuggets from this story. Definitely, definitely. And it also, I also wanted children to be able to draw connections between right. things that were going on then, things that are going on now, because of course you have to know about the past. I don't, I, you know, all of what this climate that we're in right now, it can be frightening, right. but we adults have to push forward and make sure that our children know these stories right and not just our children all oh, children, children need to know because they need to know to that creates empathy and understanding right and acceptance of each other right and um one of the things that that kind of came up for me is like uh and you probably you just spoke about it a, a little bit just a second ago but i wanted you to dive in a little bit more into you know, as an educator of over 35, of 35 years, and then coupled with your own childhood experiences, um, how, how, how was it trying to relate these stories in present day with the children who are living through a lot of the, the, the racial tensions that we're dealing with right now? Um, you know, George Floyd, that, that, er, that particular point in time, the COVID, all of that stuff coming together, how difficult or how challenging and, or easy was it for you to be able to pull those experiences from your childhood, your experience as an educator and bring that all together for this story? So it was, it was a challenge because I wanted to tap into children's emotions, right? That was a, a real at the forefront of what I was doing. I wanted children to see that, yeah, you have these emotions and you're not alone. Right. And there is a way to 
process them and get through them. So for instance, this won't be giving much away. Lizzie's parents are divorced. Right. And her, she lives with her extended family. Right. That's an experience that many children have. Correct. So it's to help children really be able to see that they can push through, they can persevere Mm -hmm. and things are going to be all right. Life is still good. Your family loves you and you can make it. I love that because uh, I feel like piggybacking off of what you just said, that a child is able to see themselves and Lizzie easily, um, no matter color or background. I feel like you created a character that all children can see themselves in because of her environment, the atmosphere that they're living through, and um how she is navigating these things as a child. Um, I, I just love the way you did that. Yes, Amazing. She, she, she's such a special little person. <laughs> yes. Now, how, how did you come up with her character? So Lizzie is a lot like me uh-huh. when I was a child, but I thought of the different children that I knew right. and the different children that I've taught over the years. And I kind of pulled from this one and pulled from that one and just created her character. A lot of people wanted wanted to know, how did you come up with the name? The name came to me in a dream. Her name, and and I have, um, it's not just these two books. I'm working on the third. Mm -hmm. And I had a dream for seven books in this series. Wow. Completion, seven is completion. Seven is completion. Yes. Yes. So I have the outline for all of them, but it's having her to grow up, seeing what it's like, like the book that I'm working on now, she's in junior high school. Okay. And um, it's 1970. And it is the year that the first African-American mayor was elected in Newark, New Jersey, Kenneth A. Gibson. So all of that is going on in the background while she's navigating being in junior high school. That's awesome. At 12, you know, and you know what girls go through yes. <laughs> at that time. She's uh, now she's become really good at basketball and she wants to be liked by others. Yeah. So. She's dealing with the, the social aspect of growing up. Exactly. That's, that's pretty cool. I love it because it, it gives children who starts with the series, a chance to grow up with the series, kind of right. like the Harry Potter series in a sense. Yes. Um, yes. Give you I, a- had a, I had a time trying to figure out, do I keep her the same age, you know, like Judy Moody and mm-hmm. all of those, or do I let her grow up? And I decided to let her grow up. One reason is because as I went around and having author visits with children, mm-hmm. you know, the first two books are about summer experiences. They were like, well, I want to know what happens to her when school starts. Oh, oh. Okay, well, let me think about letting her grow up. So Yeah, that makes and it makes that's sense. That's how it happened. And it makes sense because you're now your readers are telling you this is yes. what you want. And you're this giving them what exactly, what, exactly mm-hmm. what they want. Um that is amazing. Like I, yes. I love the fact that she we get to see her grow into this this little young lady. Yes. And so um, I can't, I'm, I'm definitely uh, going to push my son to, to get it. Cause he, he's, he reads a lot of books. He's reading yes. all, all, all these other books and I really, right, right, right. Yours. 
Um, we read uh, uh, J.C. Moore's book um, over yeah. the summer too. So I'm just happy to read uh, have other children's authors that are women of of color that my sons can can grow up with and you know, we can pass these stories along to other children that in, in our family and beyond. So yes. this is amazing. It's yes. just incredible. I can't wait to see what, what you do, oh. Lizzie. <laughs> and you know, you didn't get to the second book yet, but you know, October is uh, Bullying Prevention Month. Oh, yeah. So in the second book, she is off to Girl Scout camp and there is a bully in her cabin. She's oh. And has to endure. And then... She and the bully get, there's a little conflict going on, but it shows you also, I try to let kids know, what is it that makes a person become a bully? Right, right. So I go into that character. Her name is Coco. You. Oh, that's nice. That's find nice. Out about her. I, yeah. I, I like that you did that because it gives, because um, we always see it from the side where the bully is just bullying. You right. don't really see the backstory of, you know why they yes. be that way, or they could what they could be dealing with that caused them to be that way. So right. I love that because it it also creates an opportunity for discussion. Exactly. Out of the book, um, for families and parent, I mean families and and educators to have these conversations, mm -hmm. um, amongst you know community, so that you can address it in a in a positive way. Right. Because a lot of times it's just trying to redirect that bully and get them to see there's a better way. Right, right. There's a better way. So, and yes. You, and, you know, uh, one of the other things that I love about the, the Lizzie B story, the, the, the second edition, is um, that I saw a lot of the parallels from my, um, my current work in progress, my fourth book that I'm working on. Um, my character is uh, from Brooklyn, and it's uh, <laughs> so funny. And um, his family came up during the the Great Migration as well. Yes. So I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, when I see like things like that, it's like confirmation that I'm on the right track to do exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I was just like, "Oh, this is cool." And then um, another thing that I love is that. Uh, uh, you have some, I feel like this was like meant to be because I'm, I'm from North Carolina. I'm from Greensboro. And when I saw in your bio that you were, that you currently live in, in North Carolina, I was like, oh my God, I got to know, where do you live? Where do you live? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm in, I am in Concord. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm right outside of Charlotte. Yes. yes. Right. Drive through there all the time. Yes, yes. Um, so how long have you been down there? Actually, this month makes a year. Really? One year. Yes. Last year, this time, I was packing up, getting myself ready. Wow. To get down here. I um I retired actually six years ago. Okay. Um, but and I was all set to come at that time. Mm -hmm. But I had a cancer experience. Okay. And I had to. You know, I had to say, okay, God, you're saying, you're not saying no, you're just saying not now. Right, right. But it took me a while to get there. <laughs> now you're there. Oh my now goodness. I'm here. Do you I'm feel here. like uh, living in the South will 
spark up any new type of stories outside of the Lizzie B experience once you complete that or have any ideas? I don't have any ideas yet, but I'm sure now that COVID is, you know, going on the way and calming down uh, that I will get some more ideas. But I like to, uh, I really want to focus on getting this series finished. Yeah. And I'm doing my, I also do parent workshops Okay. Okay. to help parents understand what they need to do to support their child at home Wonderful. with reading. Now, and so. How often do you do your workshops? Do you have any upcoming? So I don't have any upcoming right now because I'm getting ready to do a big uh, event at a school, okay. an in-person event in November, okay. but I do offer it virtually as well. You guys hear that? And steps to reading success. <laughs> right. Yeah. Everyone, you hear that? Uh, you, you reach out. <laughs> mm, reach me out. Let me know because that's why I call myself the literacy whisperer because after all of this time in education and working with so many different kinds of children, I know what it takes mm -hmm. to help a child to feel successful. Right. And, and I'm, I'm tutoring as well. I have a few students that I tutor uh, individually because they just need a push. They just need a push. They need some direction mm -hmm. and they need more than what they can get in a classroom environment. Right, right. Uh, do you do um, virtual sessions as well? Yes, I do okay. virtual. All my tutoring sessions are virtual, yes. Okay, okay. I might have to keep you in mind. I have a little yeah. one that might need some help. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what motivates you to write? What keeps you inspired to, to sit down and work on these stories? What inspires me is that, well, what inspired me initially was that I wanted my sons to see themselves in books. I mm -hmm. wanted them to have good stories to read, positive experiences that they could see themselves. So that was my initial motivation. And that's what keeps me going. I know that there are kids out there who need to read my books. That's right. They're hungry for my books. That's right. So that keeps me going. Wow. That wow. that really that, keeps me going. That, that right there, that right there is enough. That's it. That is it. Um, and so what were some of your favorite children's books and favorite children's authors? So back in the day, I, I, you asking me to remember a long, <laughs> long, long time ago. <laughs> I don't remember I don't really a favorite. I know I have favorites of what I read to my sons, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but not Buddy and uh, the Watsons go to Birmingham. Ooh. That Those two books helped my younger son to really get hooked into reading. Okay. He, okay. Yeah, they really helped him. And um, Good night, moon. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Wow. I think I have that book memorized. I've read it so much. Oh, I have to pick that one up for my little. I have oh. two sons too. That's oh, another thing that we yeah. have in connection. Yeah. Boy mom. <laughs> yeah, boy mom. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and so like one of my favorites was um Mafaro's Beautiful Daughters. Oh yes. 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 I love that book. I I actually I, couldn't find it for years and recently about a year maybe about a year two year or two ago before I had my second son I I just went on Amazon I was like I gotta find that book I have to find that book when I finally found it uh they only had a few copies at the time 
I just bought it and I, I have it so that my boy. Yeah. Mom, That's a beautiful book. I taught that book in fourth grade. Did you? I did. Yeah. That was, was a one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. um, absolute favorites. And so. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> but I have to get some of the ones uh, that you're, you're talking about for my boys. Oh, yeah. But not buddy. Christopher Paul Curtis is the author. And um, those those two books are highly recommended. Okay. And then as you go into um, the YA series, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would highly recommend um, Jason Reynolds series. He has so many books. Ghost is one that comes off the top of my head. Ooh. And then um, there's another one um, that is, uh, if your child likes, uh, oh, what is it? Graphic Not novels. supernatural, but um, fantasy. fantasy. Oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Let me see if I can see it over there on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I can't see it right now, but I'll shoot it to you after. Okay. It is fabulous. Okay. Any child that likes fantasy. Yes. Yes, my my little one. Oh my gosh! And, and he he uh. He, I got it. Tristan Strong punches a hole in the sky. Tristan, that's it. Okay. Tristan Strong punches a hole in the sky. I like the title. Oh. <laughs> Do you read these in in your classes? Um. Or so no, I haven't read these particular books in my classes. I'm working right now, I'm working with a few little people who really need a lot of remediation. Right. So I'm really like just taking Focusing. them from where they are and moving them along who they need some help with um, vocabulary development, mm -hmm. uh, comps. A lot of children, believe it or not, they need phonetic instruction. They right. need to know the sounds of the letters so that they can feel strong to approach words that they don't know. And how do you think, how did you feel about, um, you know, COVID, COVID hit us hard in the school, like kids with the, in school. I know for my, my own, my oldest son at the time, it was just him because uh, I have a nine month old now, but at the time it was just him and it, we struggled Um did you see what did what did you feel and how did you you know feel as far as like students um development in terms of their reading was impacted by COVID because I know my son it 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 took us a year just to to catch up catch back up yeah because there is a different way to learn when you're reading something on the screen right oh, and when you don't are not able to really get a lot of instruction where you're a asked to do things, worksheets and things on your own, mm -hmm. and you haven't had a real strong foundation of the instruction. That is kind of what pushed many children behind. Mm -hmm. And now I wasn't in the school system at the time. I'm grateful that I was not because I don't know how I, I I'm just thankful that there are young people out there who could, who were able to do it. Right. But they, my young colleagues, they struggled. Wow. They struggled. Yeah. Because um, it's trying to get kids to really understand the concept, but you're not able to 
really be in the classroom with them. There's mm -hmm. a different dynamic that happens when you're in person. Right, right. It's right. a different dynamic. You can sit, you can sit with them, and when you're seeing them struggle, you can like you literally can be in a in the same space and see that that struggle happen and, and right. pivot in, in, in the moment. And I that's guess, it, pivot in the moment because there is there was no pivoting in the moment. Right, right. Because I, I know just what our little one, that that whole on the screen, they get distracted easily. Yes. You know, sometimes the, the teacher has to focus on another child because. Yes. And you have a whole classroom. Right. All those faces on the screen. Yeah, that that's. Right. We were lucky because at the time we was in a, a, a school that had small class sizes. So. It wasn't, I think it was maybe like, I don't think it was more than eight kids in the class at the time. And okay. so it, it was a lot. I know it was a lot for the teacher. <laughs> she wasn't used yes. to, she wasn't used to instructing. She was an older lady. She wasn't, she really wasn't used to yes. virtual thing. And so, um, but uh, I could, it really hurt us. COVID hurt us. And so. Yeah. I just wanted to get your take on how um, parents and 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 also teachers fared during that time, and um, you know, if yeah, and that was a lot on parents too because mm -hmm. parents got to see right what, what you deal with, deal with, right, and to fill in a gap that some people may or may not have the capacity to do. Correct. Oh yes, yes. So yes. Um, wow. Wow. And, uh, so what, do, what kind of, uh, advice would you give to, um, other aspiring authors or children's authors that are coming up that would like to get in this, in this space? Oh, I just say, get started. Everybody yeah. has a story to tell, right? Everybody has a story to tell. Just get started and start small. If you are writing something and you only have 10 15 minutes a day do stick to those 10 15 minutes a day but once you get started get your story get a good draft and my number one tip <laughs> get a good editor yes amen. amen get a good edit it is virtually impossible to edit your own work right i agree i mean i'm a reading specialist right and I do literacy all the time and I'm writing and everything. You can't see it. That's true. That you is so true. cannot see it. Get a good editor. Get your own ISBNs. Yes. <laughs> yes. What um okay, so what what has been some of your lessons learned over the over <laughs> doing and you're self-publishing too, correct? I am. Okay, so because this is a whole completely different dynamic when you self-publish. Everything is for you, by you, done by you, marketed by you, and it was not easy. And that was another thing I wanted to ask you. How in the world did you do the Amazon bestseller thing? Because Ooh, people are still trying to crack the algorithm cold. <laughs> I had a wonderful coach and that, that's another thing too. You will probably need to invest in yourself and get some coaches to show you what to, what do. to do. 
it's no way in the world I could have done that on my own. Right. But I had to follow exactly what she said to do. Right, right. <laughs> to get people excited about my pre-order campaign. Mm-hmm. And it was a month long, a little, oh, a little more than a month of leading up to the week before the day of, and I mean, posting and right. You know, all that posting on social media is like, what? Yes. (laughs) I literally had to take some time because it becomes, it's a job in itself, honestly. It is. Literally, like, literally, I post twice a day, every day. And I usually post something motivational and I do a motivational quote and an affirmation. And then I usually will post something about midweek. I post the podcast uh, and then I'll post about my books. That's usually about, that's usually it. Yes. When you have a full-time, because I have a full-time job outside of this, yes. it is difficult to keep up with work, a family. And yes. I did it for, up. Oh, I've done it like for the last four years, I've done it, but it is tough doing that. And I don't think a lot of newer authors who come in realize how much you have to dedicate to getting the word out because mm-hmm. you know when you come out no one knows who you are and so yeah. you have to beat the pavement you have to beat the drum hey I have my yes. hey I have a book hey I'm doing this exactly you know? and uh what has that been like for you because I know it's been it's <laughs> It's a constant. <laughs> it, it is a constant. For different periods of time, I have had a social media manager to help me. Okay. Um, right now, I'm kind of transitioning from that, and I have an intern that's going to be working with me to help me keep it up. And um, it is, it's not easy because all of the Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all of that was foreign language to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I had to learn it and, uh, and, and work it. Right. And so you do, I, I needed help. Right. So I had to get help because I'm doing motivation. Yes. I'm talking about my books. I'm talking about my parent workshops and I'm talking about my tutoring. Right. So I have to be strategic and intentional about what I post. Exactly. And I, I do not post every day. Right. My hat goes off to you. I, I do not post every day. Look, I'm like literally on a, I'm on break right now because I have to get fresh content together. Yes, to yes. Go back. <laughs> right. But uh, I like and the reels and the yeah. videos and yeah, it's, it's, it is and going live. <laughs> yes, and that's something. Um, because one of the things that I, I do with my with the podcast when I'm not doing these 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 wonderful interviews I also uh, when I do just the regular ones that have the motivational quote that has um, me talking about my my current journey I usually share a sip which is because I'm, I'm also a uh, certified level one wine and spirits. I have my wine and spirits certification. And so I share a, a, a special sip, something that I may have sipped recently that I think people should try is usually a, a wine or a cocktail or something like that. And they can sip it along with the, the podcast. 
Okay. And then um, I usually either talk about my journey or sometimes I write flash fiction and read the story on the okay. podcast. Okay. And then I always end it with a Prince, uh, something Prince related because I'm a huge yeah. fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that takes so much time, but I literally had to learn all these things over the course of the four years, yeah. um, putting all these things together because I didn't have the, the money to really pay a bunch of people to do it. And I'm yeah. like, I can do this. I can do this. And, yeah. and at first, when I started, I didn't have a, a full-time job. I literally, we moved from Boston down to Maryland. Gotcha. And I was like, I'm going to focus on my writing. Let's see how this goes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I have more time. <laughs> and now I have an extra kid. Yes. <laughs> job now. <laughs> and of a full-on family life and I don't try to balance it all and so Mm -hmm. you know I think uh you know I I give you kudos too because it is not easy being a self-publishing author and I just want I always just want to level set (laughs) people coming into this space because it is it takes time to grow your brand um and you have to treat your books like a product it is a business it is a business that's That's that that was a hard lesson for me yeah that was one of the first lessons that I learned because I did the self-publishing formula uh with Mark Dawson his program and that's what I if it wasn't for that program I wouldn't be where I am today so I, I I'm like you in the sense that you learned something from your coach that he was like my my coach with um through that program and so um treating this as a business and creating streams within my business so that um you know it 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 speaks to my brand that is a big thing and so lizzie b is a brand like you like she is yeah i mean kp carter is a brand and so um i agree with you any and everything that you put on out into the social media universe has to be intentional. That I always speak about being intentional about what we post and what we do because um, it ties back to our overall brand. It could affect whether or not we get new readers or not. Who's exactly? Going to, yeah, and I can't afford me posting about the vacation I went on last weekend or hanging out with right. buddies that affecting a reader that might pick might or might not pick up my book so exactly yeah unless that experience ties right into your storyline right right (laughs) exactly that's what man i i recently did a um an article um one of the magazines here uh uh, did an article on me and that well that was one of the questions about social media how do you navigate social the notion social media space and I told uh, in, in that my answer, I said, you have to have a fine line between your personal life and what you share on your social media page if you're trying to run a business. Because, you know, even though we're authors, our authorship is our business. And we have exactly. to be, you know, good stewards of the craft of our, our industry, of the, the genre that we're writing in, and of our own businesses and who we show up as authentically exactly no um has to be able to be on brand at all times so 
if we yeah. step out here doing craziness, <laughs> we're not on brand. <laughs> no, no. And so I said, you know, you and, and if you're just running a, a just a normal business, uh, if you are, you know, some good or service, you do not want to put something out there that would deter people from hiring you. No, you know, for your services. Exactly. Because the, the, the goal is to attract. Right. Someone told me you're not chasing customers, you're not chasing readers, but you are attracting them. Right. Right. With the message, with your brand, with what you promote, what you put out there, all of that will attract. And, and we just have good intentions. And then we're positive people, too. I believe right. I have a lot of faith and just knowing that what is for me is for me. Right. Right. And it's going right. to come. Exactly. And it may take time. And that's the wonderful yes. thing that I do. You know, one of the things that I also love about what we do as, as self-publishing authors, especially when you are true to what you're trying to do and you're not trying to buy your way into this. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, for me, I've literally had to grow my social media page from zero to where it is now. And you really have to choose a, the right mediums where you find the most engagement to be able to, to do this. And um, I feel like if you're trying to chase, if you're paying to do it, you're not going to get there and you're not going to be sustainable um, for the long term. And yeah. I have people reach out to me all the time. Do you want to pay for uh, advertisement or pay to post your stuff on our page? I was like, no, thank yeah. you. I've yeah. done a good job, you know, <laughs> growing organically over the last, I continue yes. doing what I'm doing. And if they want to come, they will. If they don't, then somebody else will. If I have one reader, I'm, that's, a, that's enough for me, you know, because I feel like what we're doing, KP, is leaving a legacy. Exactly. You know? Right here, exactly. what you've done, what you've done is created a legacy and created breadcrumbs for other, other people, children, adults to pick up those books about Lizzie B. Hayes and go and say, you know what, let me find out more about um, what happened to Newark during that time, during 1967. Like, I, I had no idea. Now that's going to make me go and do some research. Uh -huh. You know, I'm working on my work in progress right now. Um, I wanted to draw a connection between a scar on one of my character's bodies and I'm going to connect it to the Chicago um the Chicago what is it it's the Chicago um freedom movement okay and so I'm going to draw a connection to that and um I can't wait and I'm doing this research yes. I'm reading and I'm like oh my god I didn't know yes. this I didn't know yes. this. I didn't know that they did a movement to try to to you know deal with the racial issues uh in the north like they yes. were doing in the south I didn't know that exactly that people that. don't that's why I wanted to magnify mm -hmm. the the uh unrest right at the time because People have one view of Newark, New Jersey. Ugh, right. I don't want to be there. Newark was a wonderful place to grow up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's very dear to my childhood. I'm a proud product of the Newark public school system. Mm -hmm. 
And people don't always hear that side right. of the story. Right. And the rebellion is def I well, I haven't seen it in any social studies books, but right. it may be so maybe it is, but I I just haven't seen it. Well, and it may be getting scratched out because of the, the well at this deniers of the critical race theory and all that stuff. Which is just wow. Yeah, it's wild. And 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 I, I feel like it's just you know, that's why I'm glad that you wrote this book. I'm glad that we have it, you know, and that uh, I will be getting it for the 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 kids in my family for Christmas gifts. This is these are great Christmas gifts, you guys, for the children's and your your children and your family, um, and to share with other children outside of your family. Like that's something that we used to do a lot is give books as gifts. Exactly. Like, um, forget the toys. I always tell my mom and dad when they try to well, what does what does Morgan want for Christmas? Don't get them any toys. Give them books. Yeah. I write right. books for him. Mm-hmm. And so, and these Build are- up that, that library at home. Exactly. So that they see reading as an enjoyable experience. Right. Not something that is a chore. Sure. Right. That I have to read and answer questions. Right, right. That's not, that's not how you cultivate the love of reading. Right. And I love that they, they, they have to read and write reports. <laughs> yes, yes. Great. I mean, just just wonderful, wonderful uh, nuggets to to like. Like I said, if you're an adult and you read this th- these stories, it's like it just reminds you of your childhood, a feel good time in in your mm-hmm. life, but also bring you. I mean, just open your eyes if you didn't grow up in Newark to a time period that is a poignant point in time through the yeah. eyes of a child. And really draw a connection there that resonates with you, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, no matter the age. I just right, think, right. Was, I think they would make great TV TV movies, you know. You know, um, you're not the first person to say that to me, that Lizzie B should be a cartoon mm-hmm. or movie. Because um, like I say, she and her family, they're an ordinary family. Right. living in an extraordinary time period mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, they're just living life right but all of these things are happening around them right right and the same thing is happening today like we're living through a lot that's going on right now and I'm sure Lizzie is gonna we're gonna see a lot <laughs> more from Lizzie even if she gets to today <laughs> we'll see Lizzie tackle a lot of the things that we're tackling too. And I, I, I'm thankful and grateful to you and thankful to God to, for giving you the gift to be able to bring these, these beautiful stories to life. And um, I can't wait to see what, what you do with Lizzie and where she goes Thank from you. here. Um, before we wrap up, because I want to be mindful of your time. Um, now, you don't have to be a Prince fan, but <laughs> If you are, or any of his his proteges or people that he's worked with, um, please share with us your favorite Prince song or earliest Prince memory, if you have one. Oh, oh, I am a Prince fan. Yeah, I never got to see him. I wanted to see him. There was a chance to see him early on, way before he passed, mm-hmm. when I was much younger. 
I just didn't have the opportunity to see him. Um, but my favorite is Purple Rain. Purple Rain is my favorite. And that movie, whenever I see that it's on, uh -huh. I'm on it and I'm dancing. <laughs> and I, yes. That's, that, uh, that that movie, the album, I mean, it is just... It is a classic. It is. You can't get classic. away from it. You can't get away from it. I'm, I swear, it's like every song on it, You everybody knows. I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of folks know every song on that album, at least four or five of them. Yeah. And we all know how to do the dances that go along. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, uh, great, great choice. Um, yes. Would you pick any particular song or would it have to have to be Purple Rain from the album? So uh, another song I love is Little Red Corvette. Our, that's going to be the song of the week. Yes. <laughs> so everybody, if you haven't turned on Little Red Corvette, ah <laughs> uh, yes he's pumped that up in your car in your house yes of lizzie b hayes summertime with lizzie b hayes and miss kp carter because um she is an awesome author i'm just I'm, I'm just incredibly grateful and thankful to you um is there anything that you would like to share with the audience about upcoming events that you have things that you would like for us to know um Anything that you would like for us to go out and get in terms of the books, merchandise, what have you, let us know. So um, I would love for you to stock up on the Lizzie B. Hayes series, Summertime with Lizzie B. Hayes, second edition, and Lizzie B. Hayes and the Great Camp Caper. They make great gifts for children. Um, I don't have, I did have some, uh, t-shirts at one time but I need to revamp them and okay so I'll be getting some other mer merchandise for the holidays but the main thing is to get these books into kids hands because they they are page turners yeah. they are page turners and kids will learn a lesson while they are reading them and in terms of upcoming events I'm like I said I'm preparing for a parent workshop in November but Real soon, I will be talking about my uh, workshop virtually okay. that you'll be able to join me either uh, in li uh, a live workshop or it'll be you'll be able to get a recording. Okay. And all of that you can find out about on my website, KP Carter Writes, W R I T E S dot com. And I also have a newsletter that I'm reviving. Okay. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting more people to just learn about what they can do to help their child to be a better reader. Mm -hmm. All of my, um, uh, I'm looking at my old blog posts and former newsletters to revive them and just get it out to get people the information. Parents want information after all of the years that I was in, uh, in the, in, out in the trenches. I never met a parent that didn't want their child to succeed, right. but they always ask, well, what can I do at home? Right, right. What do I do? So. I was going to uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. You can know. subscribe to my uh, newsletter also on my website. And uh, my Instagram is Literacy Whisperer. And I have a link tree, which will uh, 
show you how to sign up for a 15 minute consultation to see if me working with your child is a good fit to invite me to come in and um, present to your parents. So that's also available um, on my uh, Instagram page. You can find that. I haven't been doing much tweeting. I do have a Twitter account, but you can only do but so much. So much. <laughs> but so much. And I'm planning on reviving my LinkedIn page as well. Okay. But KP Carter writes.com and on Instagram I am Literacy Whisperer and on Facebook I'm KP Carter the Literacy Whisperer. Awesome, awesome folks. Um I will say please check out her blog. It is awesome. I actually read one of your articles um get caught reading um and <laughs> tweeted it. <laughs> yeah. And so um <laughs> So please, guys, check out her blog. It is amazing. She got some good information on there, too. Um, great articles to, to check out. And um, also, her website is very informative, very uh, well done, definitely well done. Um, a lot Thank of you. great, uh, great, uh, just content, great content in general and uh, ways to find out about your services and the things that you're doing. And um, so please, guys, please go to her website and support um, support the, the, the efforts that she's doing in this space, because we need we need more educators um, who are intentional about what they're put, the content that they're putting out and the ways in which they're reaching out to our children. And she is definitely doing it in a positive way. And so I am so, uh, you know, truly blessed and honored to have you here today. And I thank you for sharing your story, your journey, and uh, please feel free to share any um, new up and coming things with me. I'd be happy to share with my audience and, and extend it to my, my uh, email list as well. And um, with that said, that's a wrap guys. Um, I thank hope you enjoyed you. this, this episode. <laughs> this is awesome. Another amazing children's author oh, uh, on the pod, and uh, she's amazing, incredible. Please support her. Um, we don't do this for fun. We do this because we're true to it, and so it is from the heart. And I could tell Miss um, Miss Carter is doing this from our heart. So, yeah, thank you, thank you. It's a it's a it's a blessing. You're welcome. Thank All right, you, guys. That's the next episode. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> hi guys i just want to say thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the purple charm experience i hope you enjoyed it but in the meantime in between time i hope that you will also take a moment to check out my website www.creativecalfaray.com where you can find more information about me my books my merchandise and more also, while you're there, I hope you, you will sign up for my newsletter by subscribing. If you also want to receive exclusive content and merchandise that pertains to this podcast, please sign up for my Patreon page by becoming a member. And finally, if you really enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider sharing with your friends and family I appreciate it and they deserve to get this great information too. So until we meet again, I'll see you next time. Bye.